All right, should be rolling now. Yay. Uh, yeah, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast. We're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Troost in Kansas City, Missouri. This week on the show, we have Skylar Rochelle. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Couldn't be better. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've kind of been in the same orbit for a few years now, but like as just as far as like local music stuff and we'll kind of get to all of your kind of connections and your work and stuff in a minute. But I usually kind of start off with like how, like what were your, some of your like first interactions with music growing up and like your first favorite bands and stuff? Oh, well, my first concert was uh, Brad Paisley. So if that tells you anything. Awesome. Um, no, music has always been like a really big thing for me. My mom always wanted me to grow up loving music, which is really good. I always like, we used to turn up the volume like on car rides so loud to like the point where you could like feel it, which is like really fun. Um, and, you know, once Spotify became a thing, I just got really into making playlists just for my friends and just like all that jazz. And from there, I got really into like, vinyl and like the tangibility aspect of music and eventually like when I started started to be able to drive I actually started going out to shows with friends and all that stuff and really fell in love with live seeing live stuff so yes did you have any hearing loss yet from the the shows or the car rides absolutely I definitely (laughs) think I'm going deaf so (laughs) oh yeah I've had like constant tinnitus since I was like a teenager so it's kind of like every time like I mean it's it's gonna come up and I'm like fine with it but every time I think about it like because I'm able to like tune it out but every time I think about like hearing loss and shit I'm like ah this sucks but you know I mean yeah I'm sure going on going to all those punk shows we'll we'll do it yeah no but it's the thing is it's it was one show specifically where I stood like too close to a drum set and like that's when it started so I'm just like pissed at myself for like doing that too I think that's part of it (laughs) Who, who was playing? It was, oh, I went to go see Title Fight at the Granada. Mm. And, but it was the opening band, Slingshot Dakota. They had their drums all the way at the front of the stage because it's like just a duo. Mm. And um, like, I wanted to be, like, I didn't want to lose my spot before Title Fight got on. So I'm like, ah, this is really loud, but I want to be in front. But yeah, it's, yeah. That's nuts. Um, I worked a show at my previous college, Bard College, um, because we have two on-campus venues there. One is called Smog, and that's like, it's like in this converted garage dealio. And there was one night I was working sound, and we had this band come in that had two drums, like two drums like facing each other. And it was just like awful, because it was like reverberating off the concrete walls. And I truly think that I've lost much of my hearing from that gig. Amazing. And do you, do you resent this band at all or? <laughs> Not at all. I'm for it. I'm like the louder, the better. Great. Um, so what was, was Brad Paisley like a favorite of yours or was that something you kind of just got dragged to? You know, okay. <laughs> Yes, you know, at the time, this was third grade. Yeah. I, I was into the country scene. 
you know, I, I enjoyed that. I got really into the country music actually because I used to do a bunch of horseback riding. So I really prescribed to that aesthetic. And then, you know, as I, as I aged, because I'm so old right now, um, I listened to like top 40s and pop. And then I really got into like what I'm still listening to now, which is like the alternative indie stuff. So, yes. No. So your parents are big on country or they just kind of? They were back in, back in the day. Um, my mom is actually, she actually listens to a lot of the same stuff I listen to, which is great. She listens to my radio show and is really, really into like finding new music, which is very cool. Yep. Um, but my folks are really big into like the 80s, 90s, like Toad the Wet Sprocket, um, Echo and the Bunnymen, The Cure, all that good jazz. Nice. Is, is what's like, what's um, like, is there any specific um, artists you've shown your mom or like that she's found through your show that like, have you gone to any shows together of stuff that you're into or like, is there like one standout like favorite? Oh yeah. Um, well, we used to go to concerts before, you know, I could drive and like when I was young enough, um, yep. we actually went to some pretty sweet, sweet gigs. I remember one of them was the shins. We definitely saw the shins back in the day and that was really cool. And she really enjoys um, Julia Jacqueline a whole bunch. Nice. So yeah, it's been really cool to just like have that sharing experience with her. And she comes to me with new stuff too. And I'm like, whoa, this is rad. Where did you find this? <laughs> did, did, you, did you guys go to the Julia Jacqueline at Encore together? <laughs> Or rec was it Record Bar? It was Record Bar. And oh. no, I actually, um, Chloe Jacobson was playing, was opening for Julia. Yeah. So I helped Sean with Manor Records run, run the little merch table and whatnot for Chloe that, at that gig. Um, and that gig was so fun. It was such a good, good time. I, it was actually during the night of my senior prom. And I didn't go to my prom, so I decided to do that instead. And it was, it was a good time. Definitely worth it. Nice. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, I mean, I'm sure at some point I, I skipped, like, prom or some other, like, I, I never went to, like, a dance in high school. So I was always like, oh, we should, we should just go to this show instead. This will be cool. So I think, I think that's usually the move. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, how, so what was it basically, would you say, like, just mostly through, like, Spotify and stuff, you were discovering a lot of the like Indian alternative stuff that you got into or was there somewhere else you were finding a lot of stuff? A whole bunch of like Spotify for sure. And definitely um, a couple like of my old friends like uh, Aaron, Aaron Burla and Stuart Hansen for sure. They showed me a bunch of tunes um, that kind of got me into that scene. Uh, what really, the band that kind of broke me into that scene was definitely like, <laughs> The Killers and Weezer, for sure. Those were my gateway bands, as the kids say. Um, and yeah, that's that's the whole. And then I, from there, I just like branched off. Um, and like, for my job at the bridge for the Z Show, I have to be constantly like finding new tunes. So from there, it's just kind of kept roll kept it rolling, so to speak. Nice. No, yeah, I've, I think I'm pretty sure my dad gave me a Weezer CD at some point, like in middle school or some, or early high school or something. 
because he he kind of like he, he has a pretty eclectic taste too but he was definitely like kind of into like alternative and radio and like college rock and stuff in the 90s so I got that from him and I was I've never been a huge Killers fan honestly um I love when you were young but I really don't like Mr. Brightside that song's always annoyed me I don't know why but because it's everywhere it is <laughs> um I don't know why I, I like when you were young I guess that just does it for me but the I listened just like just for kind of for fun I just I listened to their their newest album and I was really impressed by it have you listened to that yet no I haven't checked it out so it is good yeah it's it's very like kind of like like arena rock Springsteen type stuff I don't know like yeah it's just very kind of well they're not they're not from they're from like Australia right God, I have no idea. I think, maybe I made that up, maybe I didn't. But it, it has like kind of a Americana feel to it while while being very like big and blown out and stuff. So yeah, that's Check it out. worth checking out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how, did, did you did you start writing or doing radio work first? I started doing radio work first. Um, the bridge, so my dad works at Tower Tavern over on Martini Corner and a bunch of the bridge folk come in for lunch sometimes mm. and uh, I don't know how but they were they were looking for an intern or something and um, I, I reached out to them and they were like yeah for sure and um, I interned for about a week or two or a month or something just doing like data work or whatever I don't know I was just there um and then Brian Trudeau was like ah yes we're looking for someone to take over this position and so I of course was like yes I'm totally interested so that's the dealio there awesome no yeah how what would you say that there's like a certain kind of wait so is yeah, how did, how did you, like, come up with the name and, like, the format and, like, the Z, know, kind of, yeah. the Z show is not my decision. That, no. that, that was already there. Someone had been doing the show previously, okay. um, and then they went off to college and, I don't know, weren't able to keep up with it there. So I just kind of, like, took up where they left off. Um, but, yeah, no, I started that. I don't know if I mentioned that, but that was, like, my senior, beginning of my senior year of high school. Okay. So, yes. Oh, yeah. So, um, is the Z, and I, I feel like I haven't been able to figure this out. Is the Z for, for Gen Z? Is that the what they're going for? Okay, cool. Yes. I um, like it. You know, I've, I've come, I've grown to really actually enjoy it. I think it's fun. Mm. Um, and, yeah, the format is, I get to have a whole bunch of fun with the format. It's really nice. I feel very fortunate in the fact that, I am able to play whatever I want, essentially, you know, within, within reason, of course, but it's very cool to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so where, where do you, are you still just like kind of jumping around on like streaming platforms or like music blogs or stuff like that? How, how are you finding a lot of music for the show right now? Yeah, um, definitely Spotify is a big one. I use like Discover Weekly, Release Radar, um, all those like curated playlists that they have as well as 
music blogs for sure. Definitely like I try to gear it towards more like the DIY kind of scene. So yeah. And I get a like, um, sometimes I'll get local submissions or just hear about songs through the bridge that I give a spin or two. All right, because it seems like your your playlist is like oh, kind of unique from the 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 stations like regular rotation. So I think it's cool to see kind of a different lineup of artists than you're used to. Thank you. I try yeah. to keep it unique, you know. Um. So, are are you still going to Bard right now? I actually have transferred to American University, which is in Washington D.C., which is online for this semester and next semester, so. Had, had you been there in person yet? No, I oh, have been though, so. Yeah, yeah so I, I, you were involved with the college radio at Bard though? Actually, no. Um, the first semester, they, they didn't really have, it, it wasn't very well organized. Um, I think everybody just had a whole bunch of stuff going on and they were gonna start kicking it up second semester and I I like had signed up for it but it had never the pandemic obviously oh. caused that to not happen um but I was involved with a um their music booking club out there called Bard Bump which is pretty cool they they definitely book all of the campuses shows which is uh out of their two on-campus on-campus venues which is smog which I've talked about and root cellar which is like a cute little little like soft vibe kind of space so yeah what 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 were some of like are there any like kind of popular acts you got to work with while you, while you were there or like what was that process like so it was actually really wild to like actually go through like the very formal booking process which was very interesting and like contracts and things like that i'd never done anything like that but we have well, Bard has this one event called um, Fallback Weekend, which is happens during Fallback, and it's like a whole whole weekend with shows. And I booked Show Me the Body, oh, nice. which I had never heard of them before, but they're they're rocking and rolling. They're pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah. And I originally was asking to have La La Lala come over, and then they were like, "Oh no, but." Show me the body wants to come, so that was that was fun. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned you, you just transferred to um, what? What? What made? What made you want to transfer to uh, American University? And ah, well, I mean, I don't know. Bard was really great. Bard is great it has like so many so many good vibes i just felt like i don't know uh one moment oh um your, your postmates there i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm getting a delivery i'll be right back um no what made me want to transfer is hang on okay we're, we're back um yeah, no, Bard is a really great place to be creative and just like, I don't know, I I was originally majoring in electronic music, which I didn't really know what it was until I got there, which was kind of fun and it's really great. Um, but I just wanted to go to a space, to, to a school that had a little bit more of like a technical 
background. So in, at American, I'm majoring in audio production and business and entertainment. Um, so I wanted something that I could have a little bit of both sides kind of a thing oh. as far as, you know, the musical aspect, but then also the, the hopefully the music industry aspect side of it. Um, and I feel like, well, DC obviously is in a much more city area compared to Bard because Bard's like super remote. Um, but it was very, I don't know, American just seemed like to have a lot more resources, like internship opportunities. So I just decided to go for it. Yeah, I'm sure you're excited to get to DC at some point also. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> One day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I also want to know how you first um, started getting involved in the local music scene and how um, you first like met Sean and all of the folks at Mana Records? Man, I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like it just kind of hit all at once. Um, so I started, the stuff with the bridge happened in August and like it took a couple months to finally get the show off the ground, which I feel like actually happened probably around this time in November. Um, so like it took a couple months to like actually get the show to put together. Um, but then I don't know what compelled me during senior year, but I was just like, I'm just going to email as many local record labels as I can to see like if they have any internships or anything that I can do. Um, so I emailed a bunch and either, you know, didn't get responses or was like, let's wait until college um, kind of a thing. And Sean was actually like the last one I, I emailed and he emailed me back and actually remembered me from when he used to work at Mills because I used to come in there like, I don't know, this is probably like eighth and ninth grade. I'd come in there and like just like shop around. Uh, but he, he remembered me from that. And then we met up for coffee and you know, have just been meeting regular, regularly ever since for Manor Records. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And you're the blog editor for Manor? Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to know, um, I don't know, you, you're, I think your writing style is really cool. I think it's a lot different than, like, whatever I do and, like, a lot of other, like, local music writers. I think it's, like, very descriptive and you use like a lot of metaphors and it's kind of like some of it's almost like poetic in a sense it's cool and I wanted to know like what if anything like inspires that particular style for your writing well thank you so much first off that means so much um I actually have no idea where that came from to be quite honest mm -hmm. <laughs> uh I don't know I feel like English has always been like an easier subject for me. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just like music. I just like music. And I feel like, I don't know. I want it to be more interesting than just like this song. Like, I don't, I want it to be, it is formulaic the way I write to some extent, but I want it to be formulaic in a different way, if that mm. makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, 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 I like music is, is a, a, an easy way to answer a, a lot of things. So <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you, you've also been writing for Melted Magazine. Yeah, um, I've been 
So go for it. No, yeah, no, I just wanted to know how you got in touch with them and what that's been like so far. Well, they've had a little bit of a connection to Manor Records. Um, Mama's Boy was in one of their print issues and we did a fundraiser for them last year. Um, so, you know, I was, I, I stayed up to date on everything and Al Smith of Melted Mag, um, you know, put out on social media that they were looking for more writers and that this was probably February. Yeah, this February. Um, and at the, at the time I didn't really have anything to do. So I was like, all right, let's, let's see, see where this goes. And I asked to write for them and it's been really great. It's super awesome. Have you, have you been in like any of their, their print issues or are you mostly just on the web stuff? Just the web stuff. I actually don't know if they've had any recent print issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, Yeah, so you, as as we've discussed so far, you you're you're writing, you're doing the Z show, and which you, you've been doing that for almost two and a half years now. Yeah, it's no, that's yeah. impressive. You, I think yeah, you, the I I just listened to the one with Daniel, and that was like episode one thirty, one thirty one. You're yeah. No, oh, yeah, and that's like your is it is it two hours every week? It is two hours every week, yes. It's a lot of work, and I commend you for you. <laughs> putting in that time. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good time. It never really feels like work, so that's that's a plus. It is. So yeah, you're you're writing, you're doing uh, the radio show, you're working kind of behind the scenes on like manner events and everything. Um, yeah. So I uh, wasn't what I was about to ask, but yeah, what was I mean. Um, you, you worked on this past year's Manorfest. Um, and I'm guessing that was like probably the biggest kind of undertaking of being at Manor so far. Like what was that whole process like for you? And like, what, what kind of stuff were you involved with at the fest? It was awesome. It was like truly, and that Manorfest happened a week before I left for college or like, like a couple days before I left for college. Like it was very timely. Um, (laughs) It felt like a very good conclusion to this whole project that we had been working on a whole bunch at the time. Um, Manifest was was a good time. I obviously couldn't go to all of the stages because I was underage at the time and still am. Um, but what I did do is like you know just help man the man the tables and just try and keep everything on course. Um, you know, help bands if they needed any anything or. Yeah, just just try to keep everything from just just keep it going well. And I think yeah. we did a really good job. It was it was a really fun time. No, yeah, it went like really well, and I was I was happy with uh, how it turned out for for like a first year of like uh, like well, I know they had done the two years at the Manor House, but it was cool seeing it like expanded for for the first time and how how well it seemed to turn out. That's so cool. Now, did you, so did you go to the previous like ones at the Shawnee Manor? Cause I've never, I, I've never been to that space. I think um, I went to like one day of either the first or the second year. I saw, I remember I saw um, Conductor Williams and um, Barrel Maker. They do black flannel together. So I remember seeing that set. I'm, I might've seen Arc Flash that night also, but I think that was it. 
I think I like, I think I went to that in like the afternoon and I went to another show somewhere else that night. So that's sick. I feel like you do a lot of concert hopping that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, 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 it's funny because like, I, I'm kind of like a completist in a lot of things. Like I, like I like listening to whole albums at a time. I like seeing every single band on every show I go to. So I'm always like really tempted to do it. And I do sometimes, but like, I'm always like kind of freaking out. I'm like, okay, is there time to make it from this one to this one and see every band? Like, so I'm, I just kind of go crazy doing that sometimes, but it's definitely fun when it, it lines up. Yeah. <laughs> freaking awesome. Um, yes. Yeah, no, it's, I think they're like, uh, just a handful of them too where I'm like really proud of like how I got things to line up I remember like I went to Rockfest one year mm-hmm. and saw a bunch of bands I was excited about and then I went to went to see Famous Dex that same night at this like really weird like auditorium show like before he was really famous and that was kind of a, a funny like I just felt funny <laughs> going to both of those events on the same night Uh, yeah um okay what I was gonna ask though is so you're doing all these different jobs and everything do you do you like consider yourself like a writer more than like a a broadcaster or like do you enjoy the kind of event work more than the other stuff like do you consider yourself like one thing more than another that's wild that's a really good question um I you know as long as I'm involved with music I'm good. Um, However, writing does kind of take it out of me a little bit, or it can for sure. Um, Just because I, I feel like it has to be really good, you know, and whenever I like, I don't know, I feel like I don't have enough time for something. I'm never really happy with it. I'm like, that could have been so much better kind of thing. And writing is definitely one of those things where I have to like think about it for a while. So it is kind of like, can be emotionally draining but then again it's all I all I always feel like very I don't know fulfilled when I do write stuff but it just I don't know it takes a lot more effort um sometimes yeah but I mean I don't know the harder the work the more enjoyment you get out of it I guess um and then I really do love working with live events and live music it's just it's it's so good it is like the bread and butter of I feel like I don't know what what I do. I enjoy seeing live. I just I just love to have a good time. Yeah, who doesn't? Uh, mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I feel the same way, kind of about writing. Like I I I, I do kind of consider myself more a writer than anything, and I think it's probably what I'm best at. But mm-hmm. it's like for like for how happy I am when I finish something, and like I, I feel like it's it's it is kind of a draining thing for me because yeah it it, like I'll just go back and be editing stuff for so long and like making sure I put it exactly how Mm -hmm. I want to so like I'm sure like being being like a radio or a podcast host like being great at that is a lot of work but I feel like it's easy enough to just hop on here and do it casually and which which I feel like you know I put more work into the writing than I do like the the podcast stuff but for sure yeah no like I don't know I always have a hard time just like figuring out exactly what words I want to use like when I'm writing so like being able to just sit and have a conversation feels like much more 
easygoing for me. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't know if you do this, but I'll just like sit there and stare at like one word and I'm like, I know this isn't right, but I don't know what I want it to be. Like, you know what I mean? No, uh, it's the, the, the SpongeBob episode with the like the, it's just like, ah. I love that episode. That's great. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, starting every paragraph. It's like, I, what do, how do I start this paragraph? What do I want to say? How, how do I want to say it? And yeah, like, that's how I end up procrastinating so much. <laughs> and it's like, you want to do it justice, you know? Yeah. So it, like sometimes there's a little bit of pressure there. Um, but it's really funny that you mentioned like hopping on and like doing these like interviews and podcast things and I never thought I would do anything like radio, like at all, or like just talking to people. Like public public speaking has never been my forte yeah, or like no, something I'm like interested in. Um, I don't know about you. No, yeah, it's I, I dropped out of a, a public speaking class in college in community college, so that's uh, how I feel about that. <laughs> but here you are. Here we're. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Did, was was that? Do you, do you think that's like? one of the more difficult parts of doing the Z show is doing the interviews and everything? Absolutely. Um, some of them are easier than others, of course. Um, yeah, but like, like if I'm interviewing local folks that I've already like, you know, interacted with and already sort of, sort of know, that's definitely easier. But I've recently done an interview with like Ben Lilly, which is like huge and like nuts. Um, and I just did an interview with Emily Kemp from Dead. Um, and I, it's, oh man, I get so much anxiety, but like in a good way, like in like you, you got to do it kind of a way. So like, it's good. It's good for me to do it. Yeah. All of the, all of the kind of more big deal, like phone interviews I've, I've had to do are just like, ah, do not want to fuck up in front of this person. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, so have you, you've been like just recording stuff over zoom and like phone calls for uh the show recently yeah just like zoom interview stuff hmm. yeah uh oh yeah um i think that's most of what um okay no wait i did want to ask if you like i oh yeah just do, do you have any like goals for your writing or just uh your like broadcast work or anything like that, that you, you, you feel like you're kind of working towards or just like the stuff you want to check off next since you, you've kind of tackled like a handful of different kind of roles so far? That's wild. Um, I have not thought that far ahead, but I mean, it would, it would be cool. I don't know, just to keep doing like more interviews, just to improve a, you know, my, my show and make it better each time as well as, um, I don't know, just, you know, keep, keep that good new music coming. I feel like that's super important, especially, you know, uh, with the local scene. I definitely want to, like, emphasize that in my show, and I try to. And I definitely want to do more, like, interviews where I can, where I have time and all that stuff. Um, There's no, like, dream job at the, at the end of the line for you? Yeah, a dream job? I have no idea. I, I don't know. It would be cool to, I don't know, work at NPR, but that's like a way big one. Um, but I would, I would love to like tour manage or like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Um, no, and may maybe, I'm, I'm sorry if, if you don't 
want this brought up, but you mentioned you've been, you've been learning guitar and like, do, do you play any other instruments or anything? I can play drums, but like very poorly, but like, if you want that aesthetic, then, then I can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, any bands need a, a decent enough drummer hit up, hit up Skylar. Sure. And yeah, I have been recently learning guitar. Mm. Um, and it's exciting because, you know, I've, I've wanted to learn, I've wanted to learn how to play guitar and just make music in general for, for quite a bit sometime. So it's nice to finally do that. Hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, do you, do you kind of hope to be like writing your own stuff next year? And yes, I'm making a ditty right now, which is exciting. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. Oh man. Maybe. maybe. Oh, you'll, you'll hear it. Okay. Good. You'll be the first. Awesome. I'll get the, get the exclusive premiere on the blog. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I think that's most of what I wanted to get to. Do you have anything you want to plug or just let people know where they can follow you or anything? Um, yes. Um, you can follow me at Skylar Rochelle. Well, Skylar underscore Rochelle on Instagram. And I'm on Facebook, but not really. Um, yeah, 90.9 The Bridge is great. Manor Records is great. Melted Mag is also very great. Um, thankful to be a part of those organizations. And thank you for having me, Aaron. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's you can go to manorrecords.com and find the blog. Find <laughs> your, your articles on there. Uh, is it meltedmagazine.com? Yes, I believe so. And yeah, you know, what's what's the the time slot for uh, the Z show so everyone can, uh, can listen? Oh, the Z show! Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I've never been interviewed before, so this is <laughs> this is wild. Um, yes, you can listen to the Z show Saturday nights from seven to nine p.m. So um, ninety point nine, the bridge. And what, what's, what's, what's their website? Uh, bridge nine oh nine dot org. Bridge nine oh nine dot org. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, people can follow at ShuttlecockMag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The website is ShuttlecockMusic.com. Uh, it's ShuttlecockMag.BigCartel.com for the web store. There's t-shirts, photozines, and buttons. And um, look for the Shuttlecock podcast feed on your podcast apps and YouTube and subscribe if you haven't. And thank you for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to do this. Yes, me too. Word will have okay, I'm just gonna stop recording now. But uh Love it. <laughs>